you're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 147, where we will be discussing chapters 28 through 31, plus the epilogue of the Red Scrolls of Magic. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What, what? You guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> we are finishing up the last chapters of this book. What the hell? I guess that's what happens when you go through like why? three of them an episode. Yeah. We I just why do I always get the book? end of the book? And then yeah. I'm always like the end, just like Lincoln when we're done reading a story. Um, I'm pretty sure I always cop out and just quote. So Yeah. And I think mm. I did it this time as well. You know, but Cassie does a really good job. Well, she does a good job throughout her throughout her work of like making the last page of the, of a chapter feel like make you want to like a, a mini cliffhanger, you know, to ge- keep you moving on to the next chapter. And so the end of her chapters and the ends of her books are usually pretty like really well done. And we want to fucking talk about them. Cause like, we're like, we can't paraphrase a fucking quote like this. Like this is iconic. Yeah. Yes. Like, what are you doing? Straight facts. Yep. Facts yes. Facts on facts on facts. Facsimiles in here, bitch. <laughs> Stop making me laugh, you guys. Amanda's <laughs> still sick. Amanda's a small, sickly Victorian child. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. She's been sick with the, with the black lung for. That's what it feels like. I got the black lung paw. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I can't like I can't do anything without coughing. It's ridiculous. Well, and right now is the worst time. The last few years, it's the worst time to have a cough. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. Well, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. So, Amanda's been sick. <laughs> Robin, have you been doing anything? Dude, my whole family, we were sick, and then they did the same thing. They back-to-backed, and I admit, I'm fine. I don't know what I did to not get it the second time, but it was good. Well, we all know that you had to take care of everyone, so how did you not get it? My kid's like, like I said, he's sleeping on me like a backpack, literally. (laughs) Dude, you have a visitor behind you. (laughs) (laughs) He scared me. Just Dude. fucking creeper, just standing there like. <laughs> I turned on the noise cancellation on these headphones and I cannot hear anything. Audrey did it to me at, like in the middle of the night. I turned my chair around and her face was in my face and she did it on purpose. And I was listening to Janice Joplin. So I was really lip syncing because uh-huh. I thought she was sleeping. Uh-huh. Not cool. Not cool, bro. I thought it was William. You were talking about backpack, and I was like, of course he's in here. <laughs> right. No, it's your husband breathing heavily from the from the crack in the door. <laughs> I well, honestly, if he's been sick, yes, because all I'm doing is mouth breathing. Aww. So I apologize. You can probably hear me. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. And my phone keeps vibrating because our fence blew down. 
in like the <gasps> wind and stuff that we've had lately. And so Andy and his friend have been trying to fix it, but only like at night because, you know, work and it gets dark so early. So now he's out there right now. And so my security camera keeps going off on my phone. I'm like, dude, you're going to kill my battery. Like, walk away. Walk away. <laughs> Put the post down. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Post Malone? Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I went to my brother's baby well, shower this weekend. Yeah. <gasps> Yay. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. It was adorable. I guess it wasn't my brother's whatever. My brother and his fiance's whatever. Same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was awful. Um, no, it was great. But it was also awful. And I will tell you why. So we pulled up and it was at his fiance's mom's house. Right. And I've never met her mom or anything. I know Stephanie, but I, I don't know mm-hmm. any of her family. <laughs> so we, we pull up and there's a bunch of cars. Like it's in a, like a neighborhood, like one of like a mid 2010s neighborhood. Right. Okay. So there's a bunch of cars like all parked on the street. So I'm like, Oh, you know, we're like a few minutes early, but I figured, Oh, there's a bunch of people here. Cause there's all these cars. Nay, nay. Um, we were the, we, we were the first people there and like they, they open the door and they're like, Oh, hi, come in. And, uh, they're like, Oh, I don't know. You know who? And I'm like, Oh, I'm Ashton's sister. And they're like, Oh, Oh, hi. And I'm just like, hi. And then I, we just, I was like, can I help with anything? And she's like, no, I'm just trying to make my house look like no one lives here. And I'm like, I understand that. Like Preach. last minute trying to get things together and like put the food out and stuff. But yeah, so it was really awkward. And then I was texting because my brothers and I have a group chat and I was texting them. I'm like, where are you? Get here. One of you needs to be here now. Yeah. How dare you leave me? Jason was with me, so I wasn't completely alone, but it was still awful. Oh, that's good. It was still awful. He has he likes to talk to people, right? Yeah. Uh Yeah. He's a Midwesterner. So but the problem is, is he's not very good at like. He'll just abandon me and go talk to somebody. Like he's not. Mm. Oh, he's not. He's not great at like keeping me afloat. <laughs> That's awful. Oh. Or he'll be like, "Oh yeah, my wife, blah 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 blah. She makes soap and writes books. And honey, tell him about your book." And I'm like, "Motherfucker, stop, stop." <laughs> I don't want attention on me. Like what part? Yeah. He's trying to help you learn how to talk to people. No, I don't you talk about know. your hobbies. No, it's gone. No. The ship has sailed. Yeah. No. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Charlie. I don't think so. I don't want to talk about myself. Yeah. yeah. Unless I'm unless I'm on a podcast, then I want to talk about myself. I mean, I'll talk about myself to you guys. So right. I just, you know. Yes. And we don't have to make yes. eye contact with the other people listening, yes. so it doesn't count, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I said last week. It's just us here. Yeah. It's just us here. It's just us. All good things. All good things. Yeah. Anyway. I do have something good. Tell us something good. If you're all finished. I'm done. If you're all finished. I don't want to cut no. you off. Babies are important. Okay. You guys, guess what? We 
got a review because we asked for them. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, thanks, you guys. That was awesome. You're okay. Really good listeners yeah. in double yeah. ways. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we probably spent a good five minutes deciding how to pronounce this handle. Username. Yeah. Both. Okay. Yeah. What's the difference? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Okay. So sorry, because we're clearly going to get it wrong. <laughs> we spent too much time on it. That's why we overthought yeah. it. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Overthinking Central. Okay. It is from Sink Inhibitor Shout and Snout. Yep. Yep. I just like the way you said it. Like you raised it like a question. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It is a question. It's 100% a question. Shout and snout, please answer us. Yes, that was the only part okay. that we were certain of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. The title is Best Podcast to Invade My Ears. And I feel like we're already friends because I really enjoy that yeah, title. I like I like the, the, the feelings that invokes hearing that combination yes. of words the only thing i would have added would have been my ear holes yes why oh, okay why <laughs> okay and it says you ladies are honestly my favorite from your perspective on the books to your stories you tell throughout i feel like i have people that understand how i feel when i read the books you guys come with me to work and school and everywhere in between i've been reading along with you guys since the summer and have finally caught up even my husband listens along sometimes and laughs along with us. <laughs> thank you, gals, for doing this and sticking with it. I love you all. Oh, thank you. We love you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I wish you could have seen Robin's face when I said husband. <laughs> you guys share hobbies? Oh, my God. That is amazing. Our husbands don't even listen to us, so you've got a winner. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't want him to. I No, I told him he Same. wasn't allowed. Jason read the books. Fair. He did do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to get Jason to be on the podcast at some Ooh, point to give yeah. his opinion. He's not into it. He's like, no. He's like, it's one okay. thing to make me read a 15 book series that I have no interest in whatsoever. <laughs> It's an entirely another thing to make me talk about it on a podcast. Publicly, yeah. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, I didn't make my husband do anything. However, he knows that I know that he has a touch of the OCD. And if I get him to start listening to a book on a road trip, as we do, if I get him to start yes. in on a series, he will be, he, he's invested, right? Like, it doesn't matter if he likes it or not. He has to finish it because he started it. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so I kind of sometimes make, set up road trips and be like, oh, I found this book. It's the first in a series. It's so great. And then I make him I make him read all the books. And then we can talk about it. Because I need a book club sometimes. And my husband is readily available. He's disposable. That's true. We yeah. cannot keep up with your reading adventures. No. 
Dude, okay, speaking of that, did you read that? Like, you caught up in, like, since the summer? That was oh, so yeah. fast. Yeah, that, that's, thank you. That's that was someone fast. after my own heart. That's a reader that that's a that's For a real. reader that like is speaks my language. <laughs> I mean, I can binge listen to stuff for the most part. Akatar, I got through in what a week? Yeah. Not even. I'm good at binging, just not reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, while you were talking, the reason I was dying literally to coughing up a lung, my husband texted me and said, "I heard that." What? Because he heard me say that he doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh. <laughs> so I guess I'm talking loud enough. He can hear me in the next room over. <laughs> heard that. Jason has oh. has said that. Like, he can hear me in the living room. So he's like, eh. But I basically, I was there. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. There you go. For only one part of it, though. They can't hear us. Yeah. Yeah. Or the other two. Oh my gosh. Anyway, thank you for leaving that review. It's hilarious. Yes, we love thank it. Thank you. Love thank the title. You. Oh. oh my gosh. Well, we've got quite quite the the ending here to get to. So what do you guys say we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. The trio of Shadowhunters follow the tracking rune to the crumbling Italian villa to rescue Magnus. The path is fraught with danger, but luckily for Magnus, his rescuers are just as skilled as Bernard and Bianca. You watched the rescuer down under, didn't you? Oh, yeah, but that was so cute. 25 years ago. (laughs) We had little ornaments for the tree that were the mice. Anyway, they're cutting their way through... A throng of cultists and demons. That's my YA fantasy novel title. They're able to pick their way through the crowd to see an opening to the stage that has Magnus on his knees with Shin Yun he manned out with a giant sword in a tornado. (laughs) Not to be outpoved, Magnus takes over the next section, stuck inside the pentagram and screaming in pain and bopping along to the goddess herself. Singing. I can't do it. I can't actually sing it. So I'm not going to. Oh, wait. Unless you want to do it. Wait, hold on. What song are you, is this to? Celine Dion. Baby, baby, baby. Oh, okay. Because in my head, like what this. I thought was, oh, baby, baby. <laughs> okay. Right? I was thinking that at first, and then, too. And then yeah. I but read she it. has the lyrics. I read it, and yeah, it says, baby, it. baby, baby. And I was like, wait, are you, is that Justin Bieber? Like I'm, I, I wasn't no. sure where we were going with this. It's like when someone says stop, you're like, is it hammer time or is this in the name of love? Like I don't know what's happening. Or do I need to collaborate? Or collaborate and exactly. And yeah. <laughs> Tell me yeah. what to do here. The the lyrics just fit perfect because when you touch me like this oh. and when you hold me like that, it was gone with the wind like in a tornado. But it's all coming back to me. Oh God. It's all coming back. Basically, he's smacked. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm I'm jamming in my baby, head. Baby, baby, baby. Okay. Yep. He's smacked with the memories from when the cult was formed, and Daddy was just really toed about all the tomfoolery. <laughs> so he took his memories at his punishment. As a punishment, overreact much? 
Like, right. God. For real. That was very. <laughs> Once he comes out of his flashback, Xian Yan is like, bah, I'm going to kill you. And then Bernie's like, ha, gotcha, bitch. You're kind of a fucking bummer. So we're going to kill both of you. And then the pentagram flower encapsulates them both. We switch back to Alec, who him and his crew, Run Run, are killing it, literally. Just as Alec gets to the side of the stage, he's stopped by Bernie, who gets possessed by Asmodeus. <laughs> Wait, what is, what not, is this that you wrote? What is that? It's like, I'm so used to buying Amodium. <laughs> Just put Asmodeum. Oh, he's... <laughs> He's like the Black Knight from Monty Python. He's like, none shall pass. But I'm a trickster guy. So if you can solve my puzzle, I'll let you in. But good luck, Chuck. Oh, my That's gosh. That's it. There's always a way out. Right? Hmm. What's There's always happen? another way. You guys, what's going to happen? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Tell us. But first, I want to tell you a fun fact about me. <laughs> You mentioned Celine Dion and it made me think of this. I used to be able to play My Heart Will Go On on the violin. Anyway. Oh. Oh. I could play I could play hot, Louie Louie on the clarinet. Hot cross buns. Ooh. Yeah, that was my that was my claim to fame for a year of orchestra. That's all I could really do. <laughs> that is so cool though. Violin's beautiful. Oh, not when I do it. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's called a Jimalin, by the way. Duh. Right, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Daddy Azzy is in the house, baby. He's looking fly as fuck in an all-white suit, barbed wire circlet, and matching cufflinks. Mm. Like, listen, if this wasn't the book series that it was, if this was maybe an adult book... And this character appeared. Listen, as he goes on, we see that he's very toxic and narcissistic, okay? He's he's uh, clearly the bad guy. But, like, I feel like the bad guy is always the good guy of his own story. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying this might be an interesting... I don't know. No, I'm getting um, Chubbs from Happy Gilmore vibes. When it's like, remember when he's thinking back to his happy thoughts and Chubbs comes in playing the piano because he got his hand back and he's in a white suit. I was kind of getting like Hunt Athalar's dark side vibes. Like a little bit of that, but also a little bit of like the underking. Even though that's not supposed to, but in my, I'm just. But it is. But it is. But it is. It is. But it is. Mm. It's like, gosh, what's his name from the the Princess Frog? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why am I attracted to you? You're an evil voodoo dude. Uh I shouldn't be attracted to you, but I am. Like, you look like you're going to ruin my life and I'm going to wake up in in a hotel bathtub full of ice. Missing a kidney. Yeah. But you had a good time until you got to that point. a great story to tell. (laughs) I mean, a cool scar. 
Wow, this is a really survive. strange tangent. I mean, is it though? Is it for us? It seems right on track. Oh, anyway. I feel like I need to write like a villain story. I feel like that's where my mm-hmm. heart is taking me. Anyways. So he's looking fresh. And it's a family reunion in the pentagram, complete with desperation for approval, swiftly followed by crippling disappointment and rounded out with a pairing of rage and jealousy. So I must have missed the memo because I had not put together that Shinyun wasn't in on the fact that Magnus is Asmodeus's actual child. Like, needless to say, when she puts the pieces together, she's like really pissed. And I I had to go back and read it a couple times and be like... Oh, shit. No, he doesn't ever say because we're just in his point of view. And I forget that uh-huh. not everybody is in on it. And I thought that well, she knew. I thought, OK, so I did. I had to read it twice because mm-hmm. I agree that I thought I that she knew from the first time. Yeah. But I think like was she thinking it's like, like I said, like we're all his children because we're warlocks. so. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I just assumed that, like, but, yeah. Yeah, because she was calling him father. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then when he said yeah. dad, she so. was like, wait, what? Like, that's not, uh-huh. that's not the you guys right are on. thing. Yeah. Right. He's, like, ever clear. Father of mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tell me, where have you been? Oh, yeah. Totally fuck. fit. Uh-huh. Story of my life. Um, <laughs> Amanda knows what I'm talking about. Mm, I didn't get it at first. So yeah, because I'm you going. had a dad, Robin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many I have times a dad? have we gone through this? Is it just a dad? Rub it in. <laughs> is it just a dad? What? Or is it a bill? Is it a dad or is it a bill? There's two things. They're in a different league. <laughs> right, right. That's fair. He's a level up from just a dad. He's the ultimate yeah, dad. Yeah. If they had a if yes. they had a ninja warrior championship for dads, he would <laughs> he would win it. You like have to <laughs> grease a squeaky chair and then yeah. tie your Mow new balance in fast straight enough. lines. Yeah, and then like <laughs> strap down a trailer and say that's not going anywhere. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You make a better door than a window. Oh yeah, all of them. Uh, all of them. He's got a yeah. he's got a yeah. barbecue at least like three different kinds of meats at the same time. Yeah. And you got to say kiddo. My dad yeah. does that. Why? <laughs> Dude, my brother a does man that and his now. Smoked meat. I don't. There's just a sacred right? bond. So weird. Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> so Shinyan is pissed. So I'm going to read this little excerpt from the book because it was an interesting little exchange. So she turned slowly to look at Magnus. No, she (laughs) moaned, her voice barely a whisper. You can't be his son. Not his real son. No. She's like, absolutely not. I'm in denial. (laughs) Magnus grimaced. Unfortunately, yes. I did tell you, my dear, that this was going to be a family gathering. As Asmodeus smiled, <laughs> grew as he soaked in her pain. He licked his lips as if relishing the taste. It's just not yours. Ah! Oh! 
Ah. Oh. Bro. Like, I was with it all the way through. Like, it looked like he was devouring her pain. I was, like, into it. I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. But uh-huh. that was cold. <laughs> That was cold. <laughs> Damn. Took a I little too far. Her. <laughs> right. I know well. you feel bad for Shinya. Yeah. Like that's Yeah. I'm like, ooh, he really played you. Ooh, that hurts. So as he is a bad daddy and not in the good way, um, he's been stringing <laughs> Shinyan along <laughs> to get her to do his bidding. Ouch. So Shinyan is crushed, and to add insult to injury, which honestly feels kind of on the nose for the Prince of Hell, it's a little gauche for me, um, if you ask me, but whatever. Asmodeus uh, suggests Magnus go ahead and take over uh, his old cult back. Like, you know, you can take it back, um, and also you can go ahead and grab your rightful place at my side, you know, the carrot I was dangling in front of Shinyan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, she was just warming the spot for you. You're my favorite. <laughs> you're my favorite. You're my favorite. Dude, like, don't you know you're not supposed Sorry. to say that shit out loud, bro? Like, come on. Like, I get it. He's evil, whatever. But, like, you would, th- he's a little, it's a little heavy handed. Like, it's a little, like, <laughs> I'm evil yeah. and not, like, I'm a trickster demon that knows how to get what I want out of people. Mm-hmm. I want you to be evil, but I want you to be like Hades from the Disney animated Please. movie. Please. Yes. Yes. Baby, I love you. I, wa- you I want you to be sexy about. evil. Yes. And I don't know if I would yeah. say that man is normally, like, I don't know if that's the word I would use to describe, but as Hades. Are you trying to tell me that Hades Hades in the Disney classic Hercules is not hot. You think that? Hades no, I'm saying sexy? the voice actor that plays him, like uh, the voice actor. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He's the, his voice has been sewn to Hades and no longer uh, exists yeah, uh-huh. to the human that it once existed to. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he's clearly my favorite villain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh. Well, ah, Scar. No. Oh, see, I love Scar. I love how diabolical he is. But then it always pisses me off because Scar is like a Nazi, bro. I no, I I just really love the part where he kills Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> Really bad. Like where he I digs cr- his claws yes. in, like like that scene. Yeah. Damn. Is it less impactful because they're lions? No, I cry every time. It's hor- but like I just I love how vicious Scar is allowed to be as a Disney villain. I feel like up to that point, like there wasn't he was evil evil like it was more it was more interesting he played a more captivating villain is all i mean okay. huh. hmm. 
I don't know. I okay, always wait. get pissed that Bef- he was a bad, he was actually a really bad leader and like was really lazy uh-huh. about it. Cause I'm like, you really like, you organized all this shit and you were so, so smart to like plan this whole thing and you didn't plan far enough ahead. Like, it just felt really uh-huh. flat. I, I'm like, I want a good villain that can actually be successful at their goal. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, before we go further. I'm like on a tangent. I'm sorry. This needs to be cleared. Yeah. Are you telling me, Amanda, that either A, you haven't watched Hercules, or B, it wasn't life-changing enough for you to remember it? No, I think we've talked about this before. I've never seen it. And um, I tried to watch it recently after we talked about it, and um, it was boring. <gasps> I'm sorry, you guys. So, the podcast is over. <laughs> this I, is it. I, this I, is how I'm it ends. Sorry. I've been betrayed. I in watched such a the whole... TV series. <laughs> was... There was a TV series. Yes, oh, like yeah. it's like it's, I love nerdy, like. Dungeons and Dragons and like Greek mythology and stuff. It was yeah. really on the money for well, me. Didn't you watch it? I remember. Ooh. I remember in AP English, we watched it after we read the myths and like we went like our whole unit and then they let us watch Hercules and then our teacher was like, "None of this is fucking accurate, but it, it's fun and whatever." Right. But I loved Hercules so much yeah. because like. It was like a walking, like, pop culture, like, smorgasbord. Like, the uh-huh. way they, like, it was so smartly done. Like, ah, so good. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the the history of it is yeah. sus, obviously. Like, Zeus being a loving father, it's sus. No. Right. It didn't no. happen. Mm-mm. But. <laughs> Me thinks Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Okay, where were we? Why? Where I was talking, well, I talked a lot about a lot of things. I don't. Oh yeah, um, okay. she's unable to control her rage. Okay, yeah. So unable to control her rage any longer, Shinyun launches herself at Magnus, narrowly avoiding her two her first two attacks. He's surprised with a familiar, um, when with a familiar wave of his hands, Asmodeus uh, freezes Shinyun, preventing another attack. Right. <clears throat> So Magnus can't figure out his dad's angle. He's like, what's your end game here? Like, why are you protecting yep. me? Why do any of this? What the hell? And so while only able to move her eyes and nothing else, which is one of my greatest fears. I No, thanks. Absolutely. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Shenyan is forced to listen as uh, Asmodeus. Um, I can't keep doing that. Complains about how his son never calls or writes and eventually spills his evil plans. Okay, can I just have a moment yes. to sidebar you? And I'm really sorry. I think that the song I thought was that song isn't actually that song. And I have been thinking about it for a week about how embarrassing it is that I think I got that wrong. And I don't think anybody cares, but I am just clearing the air that mm-hmm. I think I was incorrect. But regardless, yeah. the sound is funny. Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. It's my jam. I thought about it at two o'clock in the morning the other night. Of course. So that's where we're at. Well, I'm glad you were able to let that say that your piece into the into the airwaves and into the ether. Yes. And hopefully right. it will not keep you up at night anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're done. We're you done. and I. Self. <sighs> so Evil Plans 101. First off, <laughs> he's not actually there. At, at least not. He's not. Cor- uh, cor- cor- <laughs> I can't say this word right now. Corporeal? Yes. Corporate. No, that was the word. The first one was right. Corporate. <laughs> he's not a businessman. Oh, corporate's corporeal. coming, you guys. <laughs> oh, God. He's, you know, he's more of a mom and pop guy. Um, he's got a self-starter, an entrepreneur, if you will. Um, he's got to steal someone's immortality and anchor to anchor himself to the mortal plane. So naturally, since Magnus has been drugged, tied up, beaten, and brought to the altar, he assumes that his immortality is on the menu. Um, but oh no, as he couldn't wouldn't do that to his favorite child. That's what Shinyun's for. It's Duh. She's been betrayed and tormented by everyone in her life. Like, dear God. Literally. Even the cult that she took over, they just, like, double-crossed her. Okay, listen. Yep. Double-crossed. I'm not usually one for, like, victim-blaming, but, Mm -hmm. like, you gotta think that, like, maybe she's kind of a downer. Like, maybe she's just a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like some of, like, this, this Asmodeus stuff is not, that's harsh. I, I agree. Yeah. But no, I, I think you're right. Harsh. I think she's got no chill. I think the cult people were like, yeah, you're uh-huh. cramping our style. <laughs> like, you are, wow, yep. a little intense. And we're going to have to ask you to dial it back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So Magnus still doesn't understand why exactly he's suddenly the apple of his father's eye. Uh, so it gets, uh, it's lore drop time, guys. It's lore drop time. So I'm going to read you from the book. This is actually kind of a long little excerpt, but <clears throat> uh, this is um, Daddy telling a little bedtime story. So... We, princes of hell, have our children too. Many of our children burn to ash and void, unable to bear what they are. But there are those who survive. They are meant for thrones of iron. The tales, they, uh, the tales say they are made to be the greatest curses of the world. Magnus could scarcely breathe. It felt as if the air was burning away. I have had many children in this world, Asmodeus said. Almost all have disappointed me. A few have proved useful for a little while, but they were hardly worth the trouble. Their powers were extinguished or their minds broke after a century, two at the most. The children of greater demons can be very powerful, but they are seldom stable. I waited a long time for a true child to be a curse upon this world, and eventually I gave up. My children have been unable to thrive in this world or any other. Weak lights begging to be put out, not worthy of me. But you, you're strong. You fight. You sought me out with a scream that could have torn a world apart. You speak and the blood of angels listens. You have cut doorways through the worlds. You have performed feats you did not realize were impossible and continued merrymaking on your way. I've been watching you for a long time now. Oh, I've been watching you a long time now. Demons can feel pride. We are rather good at it. 
My son, I am proud of you. A hollow space in the center of Magnus's chest hurt. Long ago, it would have meant something to him to hear that. Okay, listen. From somebody who has a shitty dad, like, this moment of, like, you know, at one point, that would have been a lot to me, but now I know you ain't shit. Right. So now it doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> and, like, oh, well, you missed your opportunity. I probably would have been really grateful for that at some point in my life, but not anymore. <laughs> It's crazy to think of Magnus being a bad guy. Right? Like, God, yeah. he would be such a delicious bad guy. That's fair. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'd read that fanfic. Give me a baddie right. Magnus? Absolutely. <sighs> so, yeah, this parent-child relationship can be, like, is very toxic. Yikes. But don't worry. It gets worse. So Asmodeus goes on. <laughs> awesome. Asmodeus goes on to explain that he wants Magnus's loyalty, his powers at the prince's service, you know, because Magnus is the most powerful of his children and therefore his favorite. Besides, Magnus owes him for all his father has done for him. And Magnus, of course, has no idea what the fuck his father is going on about. He's been the definition of a deadbeat dad. He's like, uh, you've given me nothing. What the fuck? Like, I haven't seen you in 200 years. Like, literally, literally. right? Asmodeus leans into Magnus's space, laying a hand on his face and crypt cryptically whispers, time to remember. Like, this is some Voldemort shit. Like, some, like, finger on the head. Like, you're mine now. Like, Dude, so creepy. That stupid TikTok where it's like the southern Voldemort has fucked me up for the rest of my life. The boy who lived come to death. God. Oh, so Magnus is blasted into a long repressed memory from his first lifetime. Uh, the day his stepfather dry, tried, not dried, tried to purify his soul by drowning him in the creek. So, sidebar, for some reason, I always assumed the way the story was told, like, in my head, the way I saw it, that the stepdad went, like, all crazy after Magnus's mom, like, after he found Magnus's mom, and burnt down the, the barn, and then, and then went and tried to kill Magnus, right? Like, this, in my head, that's how all that happened. But from the way it's described here, it seems like it's been... There's been some time between when his mom passed in the barn burn and then his stepdad went and decided that he was going to kill him. Like, it seems like there's maybe been some time in between. So I think it, it like he adds tried to a sleep on it. It doesn't too. sound like there's a fire still going. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like the creek kind of, like, comes through the barn. Like, the way oh, it said, like, one okay. corner. I mean, maybe I read that wrong. I don't know. But then I'm thinking how it's, long I, ago this was. Okay, maybe if. You know, if you uh -huh. want to build something. Okay. But anyway, um, I just think it brings a different perspective to it. It's like, okay, well, so how long ago? Was this a week? Is it a month? How long has he been with mm -hmm. this guy? And, like, what has built up to – and he's like – because this guy's, like, literally going crazy. Right? Uh -huh. Like, I feel like that's fair. Like, he's losing it. And he thinks what he's doing is right, I think. 
Oh, yeah. I think he's absolutely convinced that he's right saving him, quote. Right. Yeah. I don't. He's like Jewel. Yeah. Who's going to save your soul? Right. Of course. But you got to do it with the voice. <laughs> you got to yodel. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a yodel. Yeah. Um, where am I? Okay, so um, adult adult Magnus is forced to watch one of the worst moments of his life. Um, when something changes, like the scene is playing out where his stepfather is trying to drown him, um, but then there's like new details that he's remembering. Um, it wasn't luck or instinct that stopped his stepfather. It was Azzy offering a hand and giving him the spell. Like. Okay. You see now, he said, I saved you. You chose me. You are my favorite child because I forged you in that fire. I have come back for you as I said I would. Across all the worlds, there is nobody who will accept you and understand you. There is only me. All you could ever be is mine. Wow. Narcissistic much? Dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. (laughs) somebody well and obviously in my opinion after reading that or you know seeing that again and realizing he wasn't the one that did it magnus should feel a lot better about himself right like obviously he had he saved himself instead of the guy but i don't think he realized that he was going to burn him alive basically like asmodeus did that not you yeah Mm -hmm. so you're still a goodie (laughs) yeah Magnus. So Asmodeus magics a knife into Magnus's hand, you know, since he's still a spectral form at the moment, and tells him to kill Shinyun and complete the ritual binding Daddy Azzy to the world and they can rule it together. Magnus is like, in this economy? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not taking on any more investments. Um, it's, <clears throat> it's hard to lie to your parents, though, and Asmodeus sniffs out the real problem. Alec. Oh, yes. The angel boyfriend being sort of the patron demon of rebellion. He totally approves. He's like, wow, I'm actually really impressed that you got one of the angels kids. Like, that's kind of (laughs) awesome. I mean, what could be sweeter than corrupting the soul of one of the angels own? Brings a tear to a proud father's eye. <laughs> this is it, Magnus's D- Disney princess moment. He's like, "No, Daddy, I love him." <laughs> and as he goes for the jugular, playing to Magnus's insecurities as he picks apart their relationship, does Alec feel the same? How could he? Magnus is half demon, half evil. Probably only has half a heart. I'm like, okay, wow. Like, like, he switches gears. It's just so abrupt. I would expect a prince from hell to have a little more, just be a little, have a little more swag. More tact? Yeah, like, just be smoother. Yeah. Like, he's been mm-hmm. doing this for millennia. Like, right? Like, deceiving people and uh-huh. tricking them. And, like, it's. But like the apple, right? Like you're just being very broad with this. I'd like a little bit of a more nuanced performance. Thank you very much. <laughs> maybe it's like when you tell your kids that um, the playground's closed. Like Magnus really isn't that old. It's his kid, so he's just kind of like, eh. 
Let's try a few different things with you. See what what picks up. And his head when the, is still like when a the, the ice cream truck plays the sound, it means it's sold out. Exactly. Uh, oh my god. <clears throat> so, but our boy has been doing shadow work for centuries. Okay, he has been working with his inner child, <laughs> and he's not about to let this dipshit dad make him feel like garbage. Magnus is his own man. He put in the work and no one else gets to take credit for all his, all all he is and all he ever will be. Um, or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. So he, he was right about one thing though. Magnus hasn't told Alec about his father for fear of how he would react and the potential blowback as a result. Um, as Modius presses on, he really needs someone to kill Shinyun so he can steal her <laughs> immortality. It's getting a little down to the wire, and he's pulling out the big guns. He brings up the immortality issue and the fact that Alec is distinctively or distinctly not immortal, right? As he has landed on thick with two C's. Uh, Alec will begin to resent Magnus as he ages and withers away while Magnus still looks hot as fuck. <laughs> Magnus has heard all this shit before. Once he might have fallen for for uh, Daddy Azzy's tricks, but not anymore. He knows who he is and who he loves and what he's willing to leave in Faith's hands. So he turns his back on the prince and tosses the knife to the ground before giving his father a resounding no. He's like, as if. I love that Magnus is not swayed by this. Like, I love that yes. we get to see this... Like, as his his character development really is a, about, like, his ability to open up to the intimacy of the of a real relationship with Alec and, like, letting him in on the scary stuff about his life and, and all of that. Like, that's where his development is. We don't have – like, he's already been through this shit, right? We've uh -huh. He's already uh -huh. has a solid foundation, and I really like seeing that in a character because I feel like so often, especially in YA – like all the characters kind of have this like massive like you're a fucking idiot and then you you know or like you've got this huge glaring problem that you can't figure out and then you develop that i like seeing a more well-rounded character that has like maybe a more nuanced development thing that they need to work on in themselves when they're not like mm -hmm. a complete mess like clary <laughs> right 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 <laughs> The whole time. We're like, you're such an idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so Az is like, okay, fine. But I wanted on record that I offered this to you first and you refused. So now I'm going to have to go with the second string. And he releases Shinyun from the spell and tells her it's time for her to fulfill her glorious duty or destiny. <laughs> not duty. That makes it sound like a really good poop, but it's not. <laughs> Oh, my God. Speaking of poop, you guys. What? Well, I was cleaning out my car today. Lincoln comes out and he's like, Mom, pants. And I look down and he had pee on his pants. And I'm like, how the hell did that happen, bro? So I'm cleaning out my car. So I'm like, fine. I put everything down. I go in the house and um, I start to help him, like, take off his pants. And I realize he pooped in his little urinal <laughs> on the side of the <laughs> the toilet and so he peed while he was pooping and it went down the front oh, of him because no. why why did he do that 
little kid. Anyway, that was that was part of my day. So there we go. Sorry. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <sighs> oh jeez. Okay, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> totally. So as usual, Sidebar. her face is unreadable. It's so so it shocked the hell out of me when she tried to stab Asmodeus. I know. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. oh, wasn't expecting that. Uh, <laughs> was she not paying attention where he said he was basically a fucking hologram? For real, girl, your eyes were still working. Right. Like, they weren't frozen. So, like, what's your excuse? Daddy Azzy offers her the same deal um, that he gave Magnus without the fanfare, though. Like, he's not like, you're my favorite precious good girl. Like, he's like, just fucking uh-huh. do what I tell you to do. And I'll give you what you want. And Magnus tries to reason with Shinyan, but a powerful prince of hell just offered her everything she ever wanted, and she doesn't feel like she can turn it down. So Shinyan goes to bring her sword down on Magnus's chest at the same time that he flings, like, the knife that he dropped up at her. <clears throat> okay? And then the good thing is is that the next cha- – we got the – I've got the next chapter ch- – fuck. The good thing – it's a good thing I've got the next chapter. Otherwise, it would have been a wild cliffhanger. Oh, wait. The next chapter is just a half a page in Alec's point of view. Well, fuck. So Alec is watching this prism scene play out, right? <laughs> Searching for the real Magnus and Shinyan as there a million different, you know, scenarios are playing out. And Bernie, who, by the way, last week didn't seem all that bad. Like, he was kind of a dick. But, like, he wasn't – he didn't seem all that bad. But, like, this week, he feels very uh-huh. cunty. Like, I'm not into it. <laughs> yes. So, he talks – Is it – What? Is he still possessed by Asmodeus? Or oh, is the possession maybe. gone? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it left because he said something after it left. Oh, Okay. I think he left. did he go ah smoking yeah, yes exactly like, like in the mouth like he did the weird like shake yeah. when it came when he came out like you got a cold chill yeah it's because you had a demon in you <laughs> dude I do that all the time so okay sorry quick sidebar we're almost done um <laughs> at least with my part <laughs> um I get I get these like like the whole my whole body will just like sh- shiver right randomly no reason no preamble just like and my mom always said like oh it's someone walking over your grave or whatever right and my husband like the first couple of times I he was like what he's like are you having a seizure and I'm like no I'm just shivering (laughs) he's like that's not normal (laughs) (laughs) yes it is Exactly. Your body's just trying to reset. I feel it down my spine. Right? Well, and then it's like, it's my whole upper, like my shoulders go side to side. Like it's a whole like involuntary, like whole body wiggle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got to shake it out. You got to reset. It's a hard reset. You got to reset your phone. Power off windows. I like that. I like that. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So this is what, this is Bernard. So. I just think it's really funny, said Bernard. He came here thinking he was a hero, determined to bring down the enemy. But he can't even find the enemy. He doesn't know which one she is. Alex strung a bow, held it steady, and took aim. I don't have to, he said. I know which one he is. Through the shining light of the pentagram, he let his arrow fly. So this is what I'm talking about. 
it's too good to end a chapter like that and expect us not to read it. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. God, I just, I feel like if I were to play a D&D game set in the Shadowhunter world, I would pay, play like a paladin, like sworn to the oath of like Alec and Magnus's love or something. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's strong enough to be a patron. Like, <laughs> oh, I love it. I just don't, just don't know all the way what that means, but I will tell you that I appreciate it. That sounds very sweet. Thanks for the gesture. Yeah. 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 Okay, you guys, we start this next chapter back in Magnus's POV and Shin Yan is hit by an arrow. Of course, Magnus knows it's Alec. And so obviously... Alec hit the right Shinyan. He knew. He knows his boy. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Alec, bleh, Magnus, geez, pushes his hand through the pentagram's weakness. Like, I guess that's what you can call it. You know how he was able to get, like, his mm-hmm. fingers through? So, Magnus powers up with Alec's strength. He's like, that was my best video game sound, and it did not go well, and I apologize. Like they okay? did in, in City of he Ashes. Got a power up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Take my strength. Hit me, baby, one more time. Yeah. And um, Asmodeus is like, wait, no. (laughs) And the pentagram barrier shatter. (laughs) Because, of course, Magnus starts using his magic. He's like, I waited way too long to talk. As any. He's like, I talked for too long. (laughs) Dude. The monologues will get you it's every like, time. What's his face? What's his face? V-Tang. God damn it. Valentine. Yeah, yeah. Yep. V-Tang, V-Tang, dude. Always going on those rants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as any Prince of Hell would do, Asmodeus got mad and created like this giant black pit that's like, it's like a vortex. Like it's just mm. sucking stuff into it. And so Shinyan grabs onto Magnus's jacket and Magnus is like holding on basically holding both of them up but like only sort of because you know he's kind of skinny I think anyway (laughs) he's no shadow hunter muscles eventually Alec and the gang I feel like you guys were calling them the crew but I went with the gang and I don't know I just feel like it fits the gang I like it anyway um, they go over and they're able to um, save them, but not before Magnus tells Alec to let him fall. And he's like, um, no, I'm going to go with no on that one. <laughs> you self-sacrificing son let of a me bitch. Fall. Yeah, no. So once the warlocks are safe, the Vortex thing just like closes up and it's done. Okay. It's crazy how easy that right. was, you know. So, of course, Alec goes to Magnus and Hel- Helen, I want to say Helene, because mm-hmm. I'm like already giving them a ship name. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Helen and Aline took Shinyan into custody. And, you know, Alec and Magnus take this time to have a moment of loving. And he's Alec is like, listen, I am no Rose Dawson. Okay? <laughs> I will never let go. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. <sighs> Sorry. Those are two different movies, Robin. I know you probably don't know any of it. Nope. Get out of here. Don't tell me you've never seen Titanic, Jesus Robin. Please. 
I have. Rose Dawson is the yeah. main character. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Rose. Okay, I well, didn't know okay. her last name. Her name was Rose something, but when she gets off the boat, she takes Jack's mm-hmm. last name oh, because okay. she's hiding from her fiance. Right. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't she um, put that together. She yeah. stole something with a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> and if you're a bird, I'm a bird. It's from the notebook. Which I have not so. seen that. I have read it and seen yeah. it. Okay. So Helen and Aline are like, oh, hey, yeah. Like, remember us? We're all still kind of here. And um, we're fighting cultists. And you guys are just like letting the world pass by. So like, hell. <laughs> cool. Thanks. So Magnus is like, oh, yeah, I guess we should probably do something. So he gets caught up with his introductions of Helen and Aline. He recognizes Helen from the L.A. Institute, and he knows Aline is Gia's daughter. And Aline is kind of fangirling a bit. She's like, oh, my God, he knows who I am. I'm a really big fan. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Does he call her Irene, Oh, right? my God, you're Magnus Bay. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, he knew who she was, but had her name wrong. It was close. Yeah. Close enough. Good. Call me Amber. It's cool. I yeah. get it all the time. I get Susan yeah. a lot on the phone. Don't know why. What? Jennifer. I get Jennifer at work several times. Uh-huh. Sounds nothing like you don't. Kristen sounds nothing like a Susan. I, yep. Amanda and Jennifer. Nothing. No. Nope. What the hell? It's weird. So Helen finally gets to call for backup. Yay! <laughs> she sends a fire message over to the Rome Institute. <coughs> Sorry. I'm curious what she said. Right. Like, come now. Was it elaborate? Like, Did she, did she leave did she really latitude and it? longitude? I mean, shadow hunters are uh, right. not high tech. So she said, I hope that someone Fair. gets my message in a bottle. Mm. Message in the bottle. <laughs> yeah, it was on fire inside the bottle. Yeah, and she was sending out an SOS. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Message in the Sorry, my bottle. mouse keeps messing up. It's in your head now. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm recycling jokes. So while I like it, I'm into it. That was the police, not just Sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the police. Yeah. Not just on his own. Okay. Doesn't matter. All right. So anyway, while they wait for backup, Magnus gives an opposite Robin version of what happened in the pentagram. So it's like the shortened version. Right. <laughs> Not exaggerated uh-huh. at all. Uh-huh. Of course, he leaves out the whole like greater demon daddy part. Not important right no. now. Not important. <laughs> so Shinyan is still in custody, but she's sitting close enough to them to hear Magnus's story. And he thinks that she notices the lack of details in his story. But honestly, she seems so out of it. He's not sure that she's listening. So he doesn't know. But he's aware, basically, that she was there while he told this story. Mm-hmm. And um, he does try to defend her by saying that she did try to stop Asmodeus in the end. And Alec is like, yeah, but then she tried to kill you. So I think that cancels it out. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Magnus tells Alec that she's lost and he, um, like, he can feel that in his soul. Like, he understands her, basically. And it's like chicken soup for the warlocks. Right. 
That's what, he's going to write a book. <laughs> so Alec tells him that they will ask for leniency from the clave for her, but like that's all they can do. And Helen's like, leniency, bro. We know she's going to be executed. There's no leniency about it. Saying this right in front of Shinya. I'm like, seriously? That's awful. It's a little asmodeous of you. Spitting. If you will. Yeah. Can't even believe that. So then she kind of goes into like this shadow hunter midlife crisis, going to college, making life decisions <gasps> moment about the kind of shadow hunter she wants to be. And Alec adds that he used to follow all the rules because he thought it would keep, like, his loved ones safe. And now he sees that his group of loved ones is bigger and more diverse than what the clave would accept. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, the way he's lived his life isn't doesn't mean that it's correct because he was following the rules. Because I just love that we're starting to learn, which I'm not against the shadow hunters, obviously. But I like that we're getting that different perspective. I've said it a few times mm -hmm. that they're not always the best or the good guys yeah. you know mm -hmm. love love the different sides so the group talks about making changes to laws and bettering the clave from the inside and aline points out that um alec's mother is ahead of an institute so like maybe she can help write laws and stuff so maybe she can help and he's like no i want to do this on my own which is like nice but bro you have a head start why do you need to do it on your own? You have help. Sounds like Because he's Alec motherfucking Lightwood. I guess but maybe I he's going to be a politician. I do love... Shadowhunter right, politician. I do love the way they're kind of like sitting around because it, it does very much reminisce and feel of like young people talking about like problems that they want to solve in their communities and like the way that like he's going... He's like, no. He's like, I... I'm seeing how my role in the society as a shadow hunter is my perspective is changing on what that looks like because of my personal relationships. Uh -huh. And I'm starting to see things that I had a blind spot to, and I want to actively work to change that. And I just, ah, oh God, see, this is why yeah. Alec is my favorite. Cause he's the fucking best. It's true. But Aline had the same thoughts. This is so true. she's also your favorite. I really do like, I like her, her, and I really wanted to name my daughter Elaine. Aww. Not because of the character, right. but I like her name. But I named my daughter after another character, yeah. so it's fine. Because Livy, yeah. the nickname is what sold me on the name mm -hmm. Olivia, obviously. Clearly. Duh. It's the cutest. Yeah, it is. It's very cute. Okay, so. Uh, the shadow hunters finally arrive, and all of the cultists that had been, like, hanging around, which is weird because... The building is like, it sounds like it's literally falling apart. Like there's people under like <laughs> falling down building basically, right? They're just kind of hanging out and everything. Anyway, so they all start to run as soon as all the shadow hunters get there. <laughs> I don't know what they would have done with them, but it's just funny. So a woman that had been speaking with Helen um, asks Magnus to heal some of the injured cultists. And he channels his inner... Damn it. Who is it? Katarina. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the Rome. He's like, I totally the institute had like my girl right now. Of the Rome, the Roman Institute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> so she had asked him to do that. And he's like, yes, I am that person now. So while he does that, Helen and Aline head to sweep the grounds for more cultists and demonic activity. And I don't understand the demonic activity thing because 
There was literally a greater doom in, in the building like 20 minutes ago. I guess he wasn't physically <laughs> there, but still, like, I'm going to assume there's a lot of activity still showing. Just saying. Anyway, I don't know what they're going to do with the Monday cults, cultist people, and I am just curious. Like, maybe they're just trying to make sure everyone is safe and they're going to be like, go home, shoe, Monday. Or are they going to somehow, like, imprison them and, like, ask them a bunch of questions? I Interrogate, I guess so is the like, word. From, from what I can tell, like, these are human cultists, right? These are Mondays, right? So I would imagine mm-hmm. they'll get taken to the Bone City to be, like, interrogated or whatever. Oh. And then their memories will probably be wiped and they'll be returned to, like, they got to men in black them, Fair. right? That's a good thought. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because they did. They took Bernard away. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I bet you're absolutely right. And <laughs> they just want to make sure that the cult is done. And then they're going to be like, we are the men in black. Actually, it's here come the men I in black. I wonder mm-hmm. if there's like a clause in like the Shadowhunter bylaw that like if a warlock was involved in some sort of like whatever that they can't be then contracted to like wipe the memories of the people in that like there has to be some sort of like conflict of interest clause or something like <laughs> right that's funny yeah that just can't be like an ambulance chaser like passing out cards to like the shadow hunters who are there like give me a call when you need their memories wiped. i like- love it yeah God. Okay, so Alec hangs back to basically just keep an eye on Shinyan. And while Magnus is doing his thing, healing people, let Leon hits on him. And Magnus basically is just like, yeah, keep dreaming, you know, whatever. Because Leon's like, yeah, I was talking to Alec and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, we're not interested, bro. Stop trying to make it <laughs> Go happen. Go find your own. I don't know. I like this guy. Uh, he's so funny. <laughs> So eventually, Shinyan asks Alec if he's hoping to gloat, because obviously he was right. She admits that she was fooled by Asmodeus, and Alec should be happy. And, you know, whatever. They they kind of go back and forth, and she eventually apologizes for trying to kill Magnus and asks Alec to tell him that she is sorry. And um, Alec went into deep thought about just people, trust, trusting people in general, he knew that Magnus still trusts Shinyan, and everyone that Alec had trusted in this mission turned out to be worth trusting. Thank freaking goodness, because he spilled the tea to everyone. Yeah. Thank God he's a good judge of character, because yikes, that could have been bad. Magnus yeah. is the one that fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. So when Alec's gang... Re- oh, sorry. I think I... My mouse has been acting up. What the hell? So anyway, so he, Alec, think thought about Shinyan's punishment being death. And he's, like, telling himself, basically, like, it's the right thing to do. So um, basically, he's telling himself, like, the law is hard, but it is the law. And he's like, but I'm not my dad either. And I don't have to follow the rules. Magnus had the chance to murder this bitch, and he didn't do it. So he decides to let her go. After all of that. Freaking Alec. It's crazy. What a change of heart. Just such an instant decision, too. Yeah. It's crazy. So, um, 
instead of being like, oh my God, you're the best. Thank you so much. I love Shadow Hunters. I love Alec. You're the best. You're amazing. Thank you for saving mm-hmm. my life. She's like, you don't even know Magnus. He has dark secrets oh my God. and he's keeping them from you. You're fucking welcome. Okay. <laughs> but he doesn't care. He's like, I don't want to know his secrets. Fair. Yeah. I Fair, don't bro. feel like if I was in a relationship with someone who is several hundred years old, I feel like, yeah, you're going to have some stuff. And hopefully it won't come back to bite me in the ass. And hopefully you would let me know if it was still in play. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I don't need to know everything. That would drive me crazy. Yeah. I mean, I would want to know everything just for like story's sake. Like oh, you probably got some really good stories. Yeah, but like there I'm sure there's some but shit in your closet that you don't want to drag out. That's fine. That's fine with me. I don't need to know everything about you. Yep. Several lifetimes yeah. full. It's fine. As long as you got good stories. Yeah. As long as you got <laughs> shit to like say around the campfire and keep me entertained and yeah. Yep. Exactly. Like, my husband's only 43, I think. And I don't know how old I am. 43 sounds right. Anyway, um, he has a limited amount of stories because he's only lived that long. Yeah. He hasn't lived 700 years or potentially 400 <laughs> right. years. So Or potentially 900. We don't About know. There's we no don't telling. know. Okay, so when Alex gang realize, yeah, exactly. Uh, when they realize that he had let Shin Yen go, they're like, um, what? <sighs> but obviously Magnus is kind of relieved. I think mm-hmm. it was off his con- conscience a little bit. So he goes into this little speech to the three of them about how wonderful they are and how they deserve gold medals and offices that smell of rich mahogany and he wants them to have their moment so um, they don't need to, like, create some big cover-up for Magnus. Like, you guys take the glory from this. I'll take the fall. Don't try to cover this up for me. And each one of them gives their opinions about what they had accomplished during this mi- mission. Like, they shut down the Crimson Hand headquarters. They stopped the cult before they could summon a greater demon. And um, Magnus points out that without Shinyan, he will likely just take the fall for being the leader. So, like... Magnus kind of fucked, or Alec kind of fucked mm-hmm. up, bro. Big time. I, <sighs> Aline segues. Sorry, I don't, I don't need to talk. I'm just, Tell me your thoughts. I'm not into him letting her go. I'm, yeah, I'm not either. It, it's not <clears throat> a choice I would mm-hmm. have made. Um, yeah. That's because I don't typically see the good in people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. want to say it like that. Yeah. But like I would just yeah. automatically assume that she was going to come and double cross me again. Uh-huh. Like I, I bet you suck. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't look at someone like Shinyan and been like, you totally learned your lesson. I don't think so. I mean, especially after. So it's like you let her go. She basically, like, backhands bullshit at you. Mm-hmm. Just tackle the bitch and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You're done. You're done. Yep. I changed my mind. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. She's trying to get away. Just kill her yeah. now. Just do it. <laughs> you let her go. Yeah, I mean, she's living sure life of darkness. Because she's running away. Think. God, that's gold, Amanda. 
That's not what I meant. Man, I just mean like she's lived a life of darkness. I don't think she's going to change instantly because Magnus uh-huh. like didn't yeah. kill her. I agree. When it's like she half-heartedly kind of went for Asmodeus. I don't know. The whole thing, it's just like mm-hmm. the cleave might offer her some rehabilitation. You don't know. It's out of your hands. Like, yep. No, yeah. thank you. No. Yeah. You're too much of a yep. risk to me. Free. Sorry. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you took over a cult once. What's to say you're not going to go find another one? And you have mm-hmm. a personal vendetta against me. So, no. Okay. Right. And she's obviously, they saw Literally. she's very yeah. powerful. She's a powerful yeah. warlock. Yeah. At least turn her over to the spiral labyrinth one. and let the warlocks take care of exactly. her. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that's what one of some of Magnus's thoughts through this chapter were also even the spiral lab, lab labyrinth would have probably executed her. Probably. There's so. a reason. Yeah. But still, she probably would have had a better chance. Yeah. Okay, you guys. So Aline segues into another topic by asking Helen out on a date. A date. Totally seems appropriate. Yeah. So Helen reminds her that she's on her travel year and won't be around next week. But After this big knit mission, she could totally use some rest. So maybe she can arrange to stay around a little bit longer. Aline is totally stoked and basically just like word vomits about how amazing Helen is and how she wishes she could have had something to say. Like she goes on this little like paragraph rant about how amazing she is. At the end, she's like, I wish I could have said something a little more suave and sophisticated, but um, I'm just so excited. It just came out. And um, so she offers to read, like, romance novels and poetry to get better at, like, her romantic talk, I guess. And Helen's like, no, I'm into it. I love what you said. It was it was awesome. So <laughs> they make a plan to go to the Institute and get cleaned up and then go to lunch. And Aline starts to get excited again once they make these plans. And before she can start going on another, like, little role, basically, Helen plans one on her. Okay. Oh. I have a question. I- have you guys seen Stranger Things this latest season? Yes, oh. ma'am. Anyway, there's a character. I will not watch it, so you won't spoil anything. Okay, me. so there's a character, Robin, in it, and she has a hard time talking to her crush. And so, like, when she does, she, like, just starts talking really fast, and she gets all nervous and just says some crazy shit. That's what this feels like to me. I do that to my customers. Yeah. I get really nervous, and so I just, like, spew it all out, and they tell me I talk to you yeah. Very quickly. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, anyway, that makes me happy, and Alec makes a comment about Magnus hoping that, like, no, he makes a comment to Magnus uh, hoping that things will work out between them, and Magnus is like, eh, I already thought, I thought they were already together, so, like, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> I was getting good vibes. Although Magnus is vibes, I don't know if I trust them so much. Okay, I feel like I didn't say, I really, I liked your Robin area for Aline. I don't know if I said I liked it, but I did. Oh. mm. I did. Sorry. Okay. Um, So they are all interrupted by Leon Verlack. Anyway, 
he comes over to their like where they're walk where they're standing whatever and he is arresting bernard hat and all mm-hmm. yes hat and yep. all. yeah and um bernard starts yelling about how like you can't do this to me i'm the leader of the crimson hand so that was pretty cool that solves their issue about magnus not being the leader how convenient basically resolved the whole book for them <laughs> so eventually alec and the gang make a pact and i feel like this is totally something that would happen in like a ya movie tv show yeah. book totally making a pact yeah so they're not going to tell anyone about what happened not ever and not, not even like the, that the four of them even saw each other in rome alec is going to pretend like he doesn't even he's never even met helen like all of that stuff. And Alec internally thinks about how, although Robert would be super proud of him um, for taking down a cult and shit, it's more important that, um, to Alec anyway, that his dad doesn't get a bad idea about Magnus and like know that he was ever involved in a cult. So he'd rather just not talk about it. Mm-hmm. Which is so cute. The kudos aren't like, worth it. He doesn't it. want the glory. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, you guys. So Alec looks around at the disaster before them. And just finally starts laughing. <laughs> just like, this is crazy shit, yeah. bro. Look at this. And he reaches for Magnus's hand. And my friends, that is the end. Oh, my gosh. Of the story. You didn't say that the right way. You got to say it like Linky. What, like Lincoln? Yeah. The end. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Okay, listen, Lindas. I am so tired. I'm like cross-eyed. So, Same. Me too. Sorry if this delivery is not up. It's going to be great. We're going to get through it. <clears throat> we'll get through it. Okay, so obviously I'm epilogue. Team E, if you will. <laughs> it started. Sorry. And we're not getting a very big flash forward. The only thing I could say, it's like, it's a lot of epi, not a lot of log. And I don't know why that was in my head. Mm-hmm. I like it. And it made sense to me, but it literally means nothing. So there's that. I, um, but it, it makes awesome. sense to me. I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool, guys. Um, we start off. So sorry. That was my watch. Um, with Tessa is like basically Glenda the Good Witch because she's in a bubble and she's talking to Magnus. And he gives her the rundown on the Crimson Hand escapade. He gives her, although they just made the pack not to tell anybody about everything, Magnus pulls an Alec and tells Tessa about everything. Right. So there's that. But she wisely decides not to like tell, like report back to the spiral labyrinth, all the nitty gritty details. Um, you gotta love those ride or die homies. Like she just knew. Oh, she Tessa, knew it was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Tessa is a hardcore ride or die. She's been a ride or die since like 1873. That girl, right? <laughs> she knows what's up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, like, honestly, I feel like that's kind of one of those things. Like, I swear I won't tell anybody. And then that automatically means you too. Like, yeah. you don't, you're not counted in that. Yeah. No. And it's Definitely. your fault for not thinking that I'm thinking that way. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and we all know, obviously, Alec is going to have to tell Izzy because he asked questions. Yeah, I mean, come so on. Yeah. He, Ma- Magnus gets to tell somebody. Well, and you mm-hmm. don't keep secrets from your parabritae. No. 
Like, <laughs> this is getting really And then really if Jace big. knows Clary knows. <laughs> yeah. Because right. Clary knows, Simon extra. knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, yeah. Izzy and Simon anyway, hopefully. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Just like me hearing my grandma's voice telling me, looks like you've gained weight before every major event in my life. She's Every time I put on anything to go anywhere, looks like you've gained weight. So sweet. It is. Magnus is basically reeling on his dad being a douche canoe about him being evil. Like he's, he is stewing on that. He did a very good job front facing and being like, fuck you, bitch. Mm-hmm. No. But it did. The earworm got into his ear. Of course. He's got a babblefish now. And instead of translating, it's just telling him negative shit. Get it out. So he asks Tessa's advice on dating Shadowhunter boys. Because clearly she's got the best experience. It's like, Mm. you've been here. You've done this. It's almost kind of like we're like a little bit of evil in their good. Or we're a little bit of hell in their heaven. Like, how do you make it work? Mm -hmm. And Tessa has this like. She tells him not to be afraid to go all in, even though it's totally like a tale of two cities. Okay? Except she didn't make that classical lit reference, but how on brand would it be if she did? Right. She should Absolutely. have. She's just, she should. yeah, she's just basically like, like, it's, I was going to quote her, but I was too lazy to type it out, mm. honestly. But it's almost one of those, like, it's better to have loved than lost to have never loved at all sort of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And she also warns him, like, you should trust Alec and tell him the whole truth because secrets don't make friends. Yeah. But Alec is like, no, sorry. Magnus is worried about, like, this the literal prince of hell saying, like, you know, that is his sire murdering his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's worried about that. He's like, if you tell him, now I have to kill you. Right. Right. So he's like, I do want to tell him, but I also don't want him to die. Right. And clearly his dad's been like stalking him. Yeah. So S-T-A-L-K-I-N-G, stalking. Yeah. Him. So he doesn't want that. And he kind of doesn't. I really, I did, again, didn't write this, but like there's this part where he doesn't. Tessa's is like, trust him. And instead of giving him an answer, he's just like, farewell, Tessa. And it's like that unspoken, like, like, you can tell they're very, they're like biffles. And I really, yeah. really liked it. Uh-huh. And once Tessa, like, ends the transmission, that's what I'm calling it. I also pictured Star Trek, like, on the big screen at the same time. We see did. the boys pull. I didn't get that. Could you try again? No, I cannot, ma'am. How dare you interrupt me? Okay. <laughs> Damn robot. I'm talking with my hand, so I'm hitting the side button, I think. Okay. The boys are portaling into Magnus's NYC apartment. Mm. And it's after an awkward goodbye at the Roman Institute. Like, these two Shadowhunter girls are hugging Magnus, and I think that's awkward, and he thinks it's awkward. And then um, Helen and Aline are, like, being really cute. And they're finally just ditching their plans to hang out with each other. They're like, yeah. You know, we played it cool basically after the fighting, but like they're in it to win it now. Yeah. And awesome. <laughs> Alec dodges a cheek kiss from Leon, which the guy's like, 
He's got grit. I'll give mm-hmm. him that. Dude. Persistent. So they... Exactly. Yeah. Persistence is futile. Okay. Once they get into the apartment, and I'm going to call it a flat because mm-hmm. I'm cool. Do it. Magnus's like, magic opens the curtains, and they have like this live, laugh, love moment. And they're like, oh, my God, the best view is from your front porch looking in. Oh, <laughs> and, Jer- yeah. and Jeremy and Meow. It's just like Lone Star. Exactly. <laughs> There's no place like home. Jeremy and Meow, of course, missed his, like, daddy. And he's, like, really cute. And he's, like, purring on him. And I just want to know, like, who was pet sitting? Mm. Who was watching yeah. your cat? Izzy. Maybe Izzy. Clary. Clary. So? Yeah. Izzy I don't Clary, know, man. For sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But maybe he was like magic and Or him he food. could have magic right. it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and Alec, our leading middle aged man in a teenage boy body, says the best New Balance statement I need a vacation from that vacation. It's literally Preach. a quote from the book. You have to say it. When you get home. Yes. And so they sit on the couch mm-hmm. and have like that debriefing where they talk oh, about yeah. all the things and people they miss about being gone. And he's like, I miss Izzy and I miss my cat and I miss this view and blah, blah, blah. And for me, I miss my sushi cat, my bed and my shower. Mm-hmm. Especially. My own towels. Dude, I bring a towel, so I don't need to miss that. Yeah. Because I got Turkish towels. But, like, my fan. we were staying at a place and the shower was so narrow. Like, my my body didn't fit into the shower. That's what I have at my house. It's like an RV shower and I have a gigantic bathroom. Why is my shower so small? Well, and it's like my shower head is set up perfectly to where my hair doesn't get wet. when I Because t- I only wash my hair once a week. Mm-hmm. And this Lucky. other places are just like, the water's going crazy and I'm not wearing a shower cap and I'm not into it. So don't think, no thank you. <laughs> oh. I have to wear a shower cap. Yeah. Mm. Just got to put it up. Okay. So Alec is a little devious, if you will. And tell Magnus, tells Magnus that they should just spend the next few days at home since they're not due back for a while. It'd be a shame if we didn't tell anybody we're back yet. Oh. Oh. And Magnus is kind of like, I think in that moment, he's having like this, like, yeah, we didn't finish the vacation, so he offers to portal them back to go to the opera. Like, you wanted no. to go to the opera, like, we can still go. Um, but Alec just wants to be a home body, which I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I jam. want pajamas and hot cocoa, and I want to watch Harry Potter because it's Christmas time. Yep. That's all I want to do. And Chinese food. Oh, my God. No, day. not pizza. Never pizza. No, thanks. You order it in. I don't Always like it. pizza. I don't like it. Weirdo, it's not my jam. You get ranch. Fucking weirdo. Fa, that's that's mm. my inside day. Mm. Anyway, fucking weird. With spring rolls or yeah. Anyway, anyway, Magnus has this brilliant idea because basically it's Alec is like, well, I'll just tell them that I broke my phone. So like we don't have any pictures of all these cool things that we did because my I'll just tell them I broke my phone, uh-huh. and Magnus is like, no. This needs an 80 montage, 80s montage photo session, okay? Yes. We need backdrops. We need props. We need sand. We need pigeons. And they did yeah. it. It took about an hour, and it sounded so cool. I want to yeah. do that. So fun. I think we should go to JCPenney and do the awkward photos, personally. Oh, yeah. my gosh, yes. 
Um, and then like when they're all done, they're like eating sticky food and like, oh my god, I love you. And then they like have this little sweet kiss. Aww. And it's just like they, I, it's fun to see them relax mm-hmm. and like really just be yeah. kind of outgoing and like they haven't gotten mm-hmm. any time. When I would say yeah, normal, this is what they should have been able to do. Right then, that's like not normal, is in the fact of like having all that stuff magic to you. But like, right. Right. you know, they're not in a stressful situation. It's not like they're out of fight or flight mode that's coming down and they just get to be. And then the flirty fun kind of turns into a really frank conversation about them both trying too hard, too hard to make the perfect trip. And they just basically all they ended up doing was adding all this extra pressure on themselves to have a good time. And I really love the open communication and it's nice to see a couple in a YA that's like able to have a relationship conversation and like, I know it, like Magnus is, what do we say, between four and 900 years old. So he yeah. has lots of practice. And Alec is a grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, it's cool to have like relationship goals. Like there's somebody you can uh-huh. look up to. Like that's the type of conversation yeah. that you want to have. Yeah. And Alec has this sweet little line where in reply to Magnus saying he's based, Magnus is like, I wanted to lay the like entirety of Europe at your feet. And, um, Alex says, like, I did have fun, he said, but I didn't need any of that. They were just places. You don't have to set any scene to convince me. I don't need Paris or Venice or Rome. I just want you. And then he starts singing Greece because, like, clearly you have to. Yeah. Obviously. Magnus then brings up the question that we're all dying to know the answer to, which is how did Alec pick out the right Shenyun to shoot? Like, how did you do that? Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, it was elementary, my dear. He didn't need to know about the right Shin Yun. He just needed to know what was the right Magnus, which we did know. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how he knew which Magnus was the right Magnus. And he's like, oh, is it because like one of the copies was just like more handsome than the others? Is that is that what happened? But instead of laughing at his joke, Alec, rude, mm-hmm. <laughs> he tells him that he knew it was the right Magnus because... <laughs> it's always the time. No. He's like you like you drop the knife. <laughs> That's how I knew. I mean this is like, oh, because I'm so shitty at fighting? That's no. why <laughs> I'm sure that's on a top ten list of big turnoffs for like you hunters of shadows. Yeah. And Alec mm. has the absolute like oh my god. Like this is the best line in the entire book. Just want you to know that. Okay. <laughs> no, said Alec. Number 11, just below doesn't actually look good in black. Like, <laughs> yes, there is always time for a joke back. Always time. <sighs> and then he gets serious, explaining that before they were dating, he was at the prime of his emo lifestyle. He had like <laughs> the ripped clothes and the greasy hair and he was angry and yeah. angsty and he was in pain. And it's like really hard to be nice to people when you're having a bad time yeah it is fair i mean i feel that and then i'm going to quote the rest because literally hard-eyed emoji Mm -hmm. most people just struggle to do it at the best of times the demon who cast that spell couldn't imagine it but among all those identical figures there was one person who hesitated to hurt somebody even at the moment of utmost horror that had to be you 
I know. <sighs> it had to be you. <laughs> well, I love that Alec likes... I like how realistic it feels that that is something that Alec would really appreciate about Magnus because mm-hmm. Alec is, I mean, I don't, I don't mean it like this, but like, he's such a violent person, right? Like his, his job is right. very violent. He, his lifestyle. Yeah. Alec would never hesitate to kill a threat or, you know, neutralize a threat because that's what mm-hmm. he's trained to do. And I, I like that he, sees acknowledges and appreciates the fact that magnus is different from him in that way uh-huh well and he's yeah. been on this like this trip basically okay <laughs> i didn't mean trip as in like vacation but he keeps trying to convince magnus that he's a good person right. and it's not like i think in Alex's eyes he doesn't have to magnus is just a good person because that's his nature. He's not mm-hmm. overthinking it. He's not going, okay, so right or left. And I know right is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I kind of want mm-hmm. left, but I'm going to go right because I yeah. want this. It's just he knows he makes the right decision all of the time because it's who he is. Mm-hmm. His core is good. He is chaotic good, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's just trying to convince him of that. So it's like another one of these things. Like It's just like that's so Magnus. Yeah. Not so Raven, I guess. It's a TV show. Yeah, that's so Magnus. <laughs> that's so Magnus. Okay. <laughs> so then they share a kiss. Oh. One that Magnus thinks he never wants to get used to. And I was like, that's rude. But <laughs> he meant it as like, I want this to always be passionate and full of love. Like, right. I never want kissing you to be like, a routine like part of a routine like a kiss right. I goodbye always wanted or to whatever. be exciting exactly but I was like Ugh, <laughs> disrespect it's a blatant disrespect for me stupid <laughs> anyway um I feel like they have a very good chance of that happening especially since he has magic and he doesn't need to be pissed off that the dishwasher wasn't loaded the right where he's not fucking helping clean the motherfucking kitchen okay yep. they don't need yes. to worry about that yep because that's a big downer yeah it's a bummer. And then Alex like, I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Plus, the house is warded, so like no Shia surprise demons. So, Shia That's surprise awesome. demons. Thank you. Said that correctly. And then their like makeout session turns into heavy petting. And Magnus flicks a duvet cover off the bed like with a wave of his hand. And my first thought here is like, ew, no, no. But I guess they're like, I agree. Both hot boys and they know it. So they don't really need to like hide self-consciously under the covers. They don't, they don't need that. Yeah. They don't need a literal security blanket. I was thinking about it because it was during the day. It took me a minute when you said ew. I'm like, what are you, ew, knowing? I don't understand what like his, are his sheets dirty? What? Okay. Gotcha. No. You need the you need to cover, oh, especially like the first time. Mm-hmm. Sure, maybe. I don't know. Not, I mean, not if you're like, if I guess if you're like two hot people that are know you're hot people. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's not then that self conscious whatever, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose. So, are you just putting off telling the rest of the story? Um, no, because I did a really awkward job about it. So don't worry. <laughs> awesome. They head on over to the bed, 
they start to get to like second base. Okay. I'm going to call it second base. And Magnus again, like starts thinking about how he's not being entirely truthful with Alec about a sperm donor. But he's sure that letting him know will like put his life in danger. Like it's this, right. he's literally having the same thoughts again, intrusive thoughts. But now he's conflicted, so he pushes Alec away, just a bit. Like he doesn't like throw him off the bed, <laughs> <laughs> but he like arms length away him almost, and he's like, "I just want to make sure that this is what you want to do, because like I'm totally cool with waiting. You're worth waiting for." <laughs> and Alec is miffed. Okay, he's, he's a little miffed. And it's so cute. Um, and Magnus is like, okay, I have played this fantasy in my brain multiple times. Uh-huh. And it never included that look on his face. <laughs> right. This is not happening. And so Alec is kind of like just resting bitch facing him, I guess. Like, not, not even resting bitch face. Like... The fuck face. Okay. Right. He's got right. D- yeah. D- I, I have given face. you all of these clues. Yeah. And so he's I have like tried, um tried so hard to send the signals. I I'm like yes. He reminds him about the Hall of Accords kiss. And he's like, could you tell what that meant? Okay? Did you know? And Magnus thinks back about being, like, he felt very elated that day, like, back in the day, which, by the way, was a Wednesday. (laughs) Just kidding. That's a Dane Cook joke. But I think he's kind of icky, so I don't know if I want to quote him anymore, but I'm going to just do it. I know, but he's funny in those things. He probably didn't write those jokes. Let's be I mean, he could have written those jokes. He's just kind of gross now, and I'm not into it, but I'm just... It's embedded yeah. in my teenage dirtbag era, so it's just coming out. Yeah. And so um, yeah. it was really actually in the very recent past, like probably like three weeks ago. Like I, I don't think this has been a long time. <laughs> and um, he likes, like he's, he thinks about the kiss. He liked the kiss, but like the self-doubt talk in his head has just got him fucked up. It's got him fucked up with somebody else. This is not normal for him. And so Alex starts rattling off a list of all the things that like, have been crazy in their relationship since the crimson hand business, like including lying to the Roman Institute and how he would have lied to the clave too, if it would have come to that. He was just like, I did this and then this happened and then that happened. And then it was crazy. And Magnus tells him that um, when it's listed out like that, it's pretty intense. And he's quoting me now. And that quote is sorry. (laughs) Yep. And at this point, I'm assuming so. my son face palms all the time. He puts the palm of his hand up to his forehead. And it's when things are like obviously easy. Like we have this book that's like where's Waldo sort of thing. But it's find the animals and he knows where all the animals now. So every page he does that and then he just rubs his head. And I feel like that's what Alec is doing now. He's face palming. And he's like, bruh. Okay. U-H. Bruh. You are missing the point here. I do not want you to be sorry. I wanted to do those things. The only thing that made me mad is when you were in trouble and I wasn't there. I want us to be together forever. Together forever. Forever. There's this brief awkward silence and Alex sums everything up by sounding a little Will Herondale-y, if you will. Where he's just like, words are like hard. And I'm just not very good at them. And I'm not sure if this is coming out the right way. 
liar. He's just never loved anyone like this before. So he's not sure if he's hitting the mark. And I kind of feel like King Triton at this moment, if you will. And like, I hope you haven't loved anybody like that. You are literally a baby. Mm. You're a child. Yes. Mm. I would mm-hmm. hope that you haven't had a whirlwind romance before to where right. you've had right. that. I, I don't ask me that 10 years ago. No, maybe more than 10 years ago. 12 years ago, I would have had a different opinion. But now I'm just like, you are literally a child. He's he's not. He's an adult, but still. Barely. So Magnus, of course, tells him his speech was perfect. It's like he knows. But like, he's just like, look, I know this is your first time. And I just want it to be perfect, perfect, perfect. But Alec is done waiting, saying that if they don't brown chicken, brown cow (laughs) right now, he's going to jump out the window intrusive thoughts like really <laughs> yeah seriously it's a little yeah. far just okay he's frustrated you guys so but did you die <laughs> he's, right. he would totally exactly. survive jumping out the window i know i know he's not jace he was very clear that he couldn't <laughs> jump like jace oh, yeah yes. <laughs> regular hunters can't jump okay so they like, you know, do it. And I think this is finally dude for real. I think this is the first spicy scene I have ever read that has a definition in it. Okay. And it's funny, and I will read it to you because that's what I'm gonna choose to pinpoint. The rest of the stuff, you can read that. Okay, you can read right. that on your own. I'm not gonna do that, but I will yes. quote this to you. Of course. Everywhere they kissed and everywhere they touched felt like alchemy. The transformation of the commonplace to gold. Why, thank you. Thank you for that lovely definition. I'm glad you added that into there. That little quipped. Now I know what alchemy means. It was very nice of you. In the afterglow, Magnus has this thought about how he's like the OG hipster, okay? With his wanderlust spirit. But, like, he never knew that home could be a person. Mm. Home is where the heart is. He didn't know that. He hadn't seen that. Home is where your mom is. Your mom. Your mom. I mean, my mom is here. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Magnus doesn't have a mom, so that's kind of fucking rude. But I guess you don't have one either, so you're allowed to joke on that level with him. You're allowed to do that. I am not. (laughs) Um, so he's just like, oh my god, my home is Alec. It's a person, and it is Alec. Motherfucking Lightwood. And it's awesome. (laughs) And then there is physically a break on the page. Okay, there's rectangles. And we're getting a new POV. There's a new player in the game, and it's Shin Yan. She's stepping out of a portal in the mountains in her own Brendan Fraser film, A Blast from the Past. Okay, that's, that's where she's at. I lost my train of thought because I was thinking of Brendan Fraser, so I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she makes her way up this warded trail in the mountains to her family's home in Korea. And the locals like had said, like there's this like store lore or whatever that it's a haunted place. And in her like state of mind, she's like, Cat is haunted and I'm the ghost of the family. I'm the ghost, bitch. 
call me Casper. No, she's not Casper. She's like Stretch. Stretch was the evil one. He was the dickhole. Okay. Out of the three. I was thinking she's the blonde lady that turns into a ghost at the end. Spoiler. Yes. Yeah, I was. If you're talking about the family, though, Stretch was the bigger asshole. Yeah, Stretch. Than Fatso yeah. or Stinky. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Anyway, she goes inside. She magically lights a fire, and then these two demon pets come down from the mantle, and it's like they're half monkey, half snake, and they start like basically doing what my cat does when I come home, and like rubbing on your legs and stuff. And she, they, like, follow her to the back of the house. She goes through a fake wall to a hidden staircase. She walks down and comes to a cellar. And there's a cage in the corner. And um, I, it's like, I, this isn't necessarily written in her point of view. It's very, it's a different, anyway. It's just like, uh-huh. you see, <laughs> the demons were, like, only meant to keep people out. But to also keep people in. And it's. That's how I read it was written like that. Yeah. And so like she opens the door and she goes in the cage and there's this green skin hanger. Haggard. Haggard. Not hangered and not Hagrid. Warlock in the corner. And he tells her like it's it's too bad you're still alive. Oh, bummer. It's a real bummer that you're still alive. And BT Dubs, I'm really happy that you don't look well. And I'm just like, the sass. I want to say that to somebody. And I never could. I never. I would literally die before I could say that. But, like, imagine, like, just little, your, your little nemesis. I'm really happy that you look like shit. Right. <laughs> And he's like, I guess um, that's because Magnus Bane proved to be a formidable opponent. If only someone would have told you that. Oh, wait, I fucking did. Mm. Yep. And Shinyan is not into being goaded at the moment. She has gone off the deep end. She has dived into the adult swim section only. Okay. She just starts (laughs) kicking this, like kicking him, kicking him. I don't know why I said it like that. And then she's like, my first plan was a dud, but the second one that involves the eldest curses is going to be fucking lit like a Christmas tree. And you're going to help me. And the prisoner's like, yeah, hard pass. But then she just starts like attacking him. She's like kicking him and punching him. And it's awful. And she does it until he starts groaning. And then she, like, it feels very Napoleon Dynamite to me. And she, like, turns her face to the side of the camera when she's like, gosh. And she's kind of crying. And it's a really, it's a hot mess express situation. Yeah. And she says, quoteth, are you ready for this? Are your butts in your hand? Are you holding on to them? Hold on to your butt. You have no choice. Nobody's coming to save you, she said, cold and sure. You're all on your own, Ragnar Fell. Everyone thinks you're dead. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> I mean, I'm glad he's not dead, but what would have happened if she died? Uh, dude, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, although if she died, would her little demon pets be gone? 
like because maybe. maybe maybe they're like tied to her life force and then he could uh-huh. have like escaped yep i don't know okay so listen are we wrapping up next week mm-hmm. okay yes ma'am do not okay do not forget that we talked about fan casting okay oh yes so i want this is my opinion magnus alec shinyan helen and aline you have to give me those okay and then okay. as a bonus you can pick leon or bernard or like malcolm fade or whatever you can pick a bonus character okay, okay. but i have to have those okay ones and here's my other caveat. Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to pick somebody that you wouldn't pick because it would be weird. So, like, if you pa- picked, um, like, my mind's drawing a blank, um, Kevin Hart, let's mm-hmm. say. And you're like, I want Kevin Hart to play Helen Blackthorne. It's not, like, canon for the rest of... So, like, if we do this again, and if Helen's in another book, Kevin Hart has to play Helen again. Or that Kevin Hart can't play a different character. If you meet a different character later, that you would like them. Okay? This is not for the rest. Thank you for clarifying the rules to this imaginary game that has no rules. Yes. I've been thinking about this for two days. Because I feel like I want to say somebody, but I don't know if I want to lock them in for that character because I think they might be a different character better later on. We, but I can't think of another person at ATM. We fully reserve the right to rescind our offer of casting and recast. <laughs> right. Perfect. Okay. I can recast you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, obviously, I don't... Um, if you have questions, if you have comments... We'll post something on message. the Instagram tomorrow yeah. or this morning when this comes out, there will be something on the Instagram for you to comment questions and discussion topics and things for our wrap up episode next week. Meet me at the gram. It's going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, no homework. Okay. Well, you guys for behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at down world or dish podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.